Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Mark takes the shot! When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Monday edition of the show. Glad to have you with us coming out of the weekend. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Indiana, Connecticut yesterday, not good. Indiana at times, the first half especially, despite lots of concerning moments, was able to keep it reasonably close. Um, got down 14, cut it back to seven. Seven seemed to be the number that Indiana couldn't best as the game went on. And then, of course, it got away from the Hoosiers in a very big way as they suffer a basically a blowout loss to UConn, the defending national champion in Madison Square Garden. Uh, there's lots to unpack from yesterday. There's lots of reoccurring themes now with this team that uh, simply are just not working for the Hoosiers. And on an even more concerning note, Indiana and Louisville are going to play today. And I love the fact that the two local programs are playing each other. We know that Louisville's had a myriad of issues this season and last season as well under still new coach Kenny Payne. But the problem with today's game is Indiana, if they don't come to play, um, they will get beat by Louisville because Louisville seemed to maybe turn a corner if you count moral victories in college basketball. I think the Cardinals definitely had one yesterday. They played their best basketball in some time, maybe of the last season and a half, even though it was a one-point loss to Texas. And really, if you watch that game unfold, it was a game that Louisville was positioned to win and really should have won. But the Cardinals did not look like the same team that have struggled to beat mid-major opponents and lost to some people this season they shouldn't have probably have lost to. Uh, so we'll see. Indiana's got a challenge. I thought an Indiana-Louisville game uh, would be, I want to say easy for Indiana, but they would be the the, the favorite for sure. Uh, after the performance yesterday, both the negatives by Indiana and the positives from Louisville in their loss, I'm not sure exactly what to expect uh, in the game today. But a big one coming up, third place game. It's a meaningful game anytime Indiana and Louisville connect in any sport, baseball, football, basketball. It just doesn't happen as much as it should, unfortunately. One of those rivalries or series that you'd love to see find a way to get kick-started again, just like the Indiana-Kentucky series now that it is back on track. But Louisville 2-2, two and two, Indiana 3-1, and one, 
It's an afternoon ball game, 4.30 tip-off, so just really a handful of hours away from more IU basketball coming up. The pregame show here on the Big X at 3.30 this afternoon. The game is on ESPNU, I believe today is the station it's on, uh, of course, from Madison Square Garden. Point spread as of early this morning was Indiana a seven-point favorite, and the Ken Palm projected score has Indiana winning 76-71 over the Cardinals today. Just in case you're curious, the all-time men's basketball series between Indiana and Louisville IU holds the lead 11-9 over the Cardinals, and Indiana did win the last meeting. It was back in 2018. It was a 68-67 thrilling win for the Hoosiers. So just kind of setting the table for the game today, if Louisville plays as they did against Texas yesterday, uh, Louisville could easily win this ball game. So uh, we'll see how things go today, but lots to talk about. We'll do it here in the show today uh, from yesterday's loss to Connecticut by this Indiana basketball team. Let's look at the show lineup. A service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany, segment one. Here in just a moment, we'll have our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. We'll save some of the IU stuff for segment two. We will touch on a couple IU basketball things, and then later in the show, we'll be joined uh, by Chad Gilbert. He'll join us in segment three today. So we've got Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news coming up here in segment one. Segment two, we'll recap. IU and Connecticut and talk more IU Louisville for today and then segment three Chad Gilbert Charlestown athletic director IHSA executive board member he joins the show as we talk local sports and one other thing as well before we exit the show lineup here it's a great day a great time for college basketball I wish I had vacation I wish I was off I wish I didn't have other obligations because high school basketball begins this week uh, Silver Creek Floyd Central play Tuesday night a big one tomorrow night early between some uh, kind of as a rivalry feel to it you've got all sorts of college games on the Maui Invitational takes place today of course it's in Honolulu as opposed to Maui because of the fires the devastating fires there but uh, lots of great college basketball I think ESPN terms this week feast week not just for your Thanksgiving meal and leftovers but because there are so many great college basketball opportunities to feast on this week as well in fact I, I haven't even had time to pay attention but Tennessee and Syracuse I believe already underway coming up at noon today you've got Purdue excuse me those are Hawaii time so those are later this afternoon Tennessee and Syracuse 2:30 today Purdue and Gonzaga Five o'clock today. That should be a fantastic game. Kansas and Chaminade, the host, that's nine o'clock. And then late night tonight, another good one, UCLA and Marquette, which is 11.30 p.m. Eastern time. So if you can if you can afford to do so, stay up late. You'll get a day full of basketball with that Indiana-Louisville game. And, of course, what may be a good one between Connecticut and Texas, the championship of the Empire Classic coming up a little bit later tonight as well. So today really, and really this weekend as well, but today really kicks off Thanksgiving week and college basketball to me and just some fantastic games out there. Looking at the Maui <clears throat> bracket, I mean, if things play out the right way, should, should be some fantastic games. Uh, could Purdue challenge for a Maui Invitational 
championship? Can they get to the championship game? Uh, who would they play in the championship? Will it be Kansas in the championship? Some people think Marquette could be there as well, but definitely some good games ahead. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Love to hear from you. Thornton's text line is open. 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy, cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and uh, send us a text on the Thornton's text line. Texts are already uh, sending in, I can't believe a team with three five-stars and two seniors in the starting lineup looks this bad. Well, I think that's a great uh, summary of things. Uh, man, there are a lot of things to break down from yesterday and a lot of concerning points with this team, but there is no question Indiana has the talent to play much better than what they are right now. I know some people are already ready to throw the towel in on this Indiana team. You can't do that. It's way too early in college basketball, whether it's Indiana, the Big Ten, any level of college basketball, way too early to throw the towel in. But the thing that really keeps me, I guess, hopeful that Indiana can recover is they have so much talent on this team. Kellel Ware is showing that talent, but uh, we're not seeing it from some of the other guys that I think we thought we would and that, to be honest, have to show their talent, have to participate in these games uh, in the stat uh, columns for sure for Indiana to be successful. So uh, today's an opportunity for Indiana to bounce back. Maybe they will look a lot better than they did yesterday. I honestly thought for some of the things that happened or maybe didn't happen, I was pleased with how reasonable they were able to keep the game in the first half yesterday and how they were able to battle into the second half as well. I thought at some time there may be some positives to come out of that loss to Connecticut, but it really got away from them at the end. And Indiana's rebounding and shooting and so many things we're going to talk about today, uh, just really pitiful uh, so far this season, especially on a big stage like that. I know Connecticut's good, uh, but Indiana has, the again, the talent to play, at least play in a reasonable game uh, with Connecticut on that big stage at Madison Square Garden. So uh, Mike Woodson appeared to be very frustrated after the game. And uh, again, and only Coach Woodson's swagger and style that he has that we joke about a lot on this show, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, hell, at 65 years old or whatever he is, I think I could grab some rebounds, really taking a shot at some of his current players. But uh, as we get into our headlines, again, we'll spend more on Indiana, Connecticut and Indiana Louisville coming up uh, later in the show today. But I just, you know, Indiana was dominated in the rebounding column. Indiana's three-point shooting is absolutely abysmal. I mean, just hard to understand exactly what's going on there. Not just the uh, the misses, the number of misses, but they just don't even seem to have a three-point shooting game. They take so few uh, three-point shots, to be quite honest, which is just totally against uh, the world of college basketball these days. Xavier Johnson getting early foul problems yesterday. Not what a guy with his experience in college basketball that's going to be the leader, has to be the leader of this team. Not what what he can do and the biggest disappointment the biggest concerning point 
is Mackenzie Mbako. I just don't know what's going on. He doesn't fight through screens. The effort is not there. Jay Williams, who was the, I guess you'd call him the color commentator, adding color commentation to the broadcast yesterday, he really got on Mbako, and I like his style. He calls these guys out. And uh, he called Mbako out yesterday. I don't know if you caught that or not, but uh, absolutely. Uh, Mbako, uh, a five-star, committed to Duke, uh, coming into college basketball. It's a one-year proposition for him. I think that's been made clear to everybody that he intends to be in the NBA next season. He had that kind of hype, that kind of interest from the NBA uh, franchises, uh, but it's not working out that way so far. He just doesn't seem to be engaged. He seems to be lost defensively he's had some points or some rebounds at times but just not what you expect from a guy that comes in with the preseason hype and the reputation from the recruiting world that Mbako had so he had two points in 23 minutes yesterday he was 0 of 3 from the field so his two points came from the charity stripe and then again as I mentioned his defense has been absolutely a continual problem for this Indiana team so uh, has he really justified a starting spot in the lineup moving forward? Is it time for Mike Woodson? I know it's early, but does he shake this thing up some? Not just with playing time, but with starting assignments as well. Love to hear your thoughts on what you think is going on or what you think is going wrong with Indiana basketball. 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. More IU stuff coming up. We'll preview IU Louisville uh, as well coming up in segment two today. But how about Louisville yesterday? Uh, Played outstanding, deserved to win the game, uh, did not uh, play at all, did not remind me at all of the Louisville team we've seen in some of their early season games against smaller opponents. I thought Louisville, uh, really, I thought Louisville and Indiana might both get blown out uh, yesterday, and then I would have predicted uh, uh, Indiana to beat Louisville. I'm not sure right now that I would put my money on the Hoosiers uh, over Louisville today as far as a straight-up win. So uh, Indiana desperately has to get the victory today over Louisville, but the Cardinals playing better. And uh, kind of interesting to see them come along here and see if that was an outlier yesterday where they were hyped up and ready to go or if uh, they have uh, made some changes and turned the corner and uh, are ready to see if they can notch a win over Indiana before coming home. It should be an interesting game today, uh, this afternoon, from Madison Square Garden, that's for sure. I mentioned college basketball today, the Maui Invitational, outstanding games. There are some other tournaments and things that take place this week, uh, both before and even on Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving as well. Just a fantastic week of college basketball. And uh, so it should be a lot of fun to follow things this week. A couple local things that I do want to mention. High school boys basketball begins this week. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. But Silver Creek with a win, a big win, 53-37 over rival Jeffersonville on Friday night. Uh, Brooklyn Wren, who's starting to get all sorts of high major scholarship offers and interest. She had uh, 24 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 blocked shots. A triple-double, you would call that, for Brooklyn Wren of Silver Creek. And, of course, she's in the same family of 
Trey Kaufman Wren. That would be her cousin. And there have been a long list of Wrens going all the way back to Matt Wren, especially at Silver Creek. Uh, so just another Wren that's doing big things on the basketball court, getting a lot of college interest, and she is starting her uh, high school season in a big way as well. Ten block shots, to me, probably the most impressive stat uh, in her big line against the Red Devils on Friday night. As far as boys' games go, a lot of scrimmages last week. Uh, her New Albany played solid against a good Heritage Hills team with Trent Sicily on Saturday night. Christian Academy was told they looked solid in their uh, scrimmage against a pretty good Springs Valley team. And Christian Academy, I think we expect some big things out of from the 1A level locally. But there are some big regular season games this week. And, of course, on Tuesday night, you get the uh, Silver Floyd Central at Silver Creek game which is going to be a fun one to start the year. We'll learn a lot more about the Dragons and, of course, new coach Fonzo White of the Highlanders as well. Uh, later in the week, you've got some really interesting games because uh, coming up this weekend, the Providence Pioneers, who I think once again will be one of the better teams in Clark and Floyd counties, they will open up their regular season uh, on the road at Brownstown. And we know Brownstown with Jack Benner, the Purdue recruit. They've got other players to go alongside Benner. Uh, already sold out. All their home tickets are sold. I think Providence fans had an opportunity to get a select amount of tickets uh, leading up to the end of last week for this game. But uh, it should be rocking on Saturday night in Brownstown. And the Pioneers are going to open with a real challenge right out of the gate to find out exactly who they are and where they're headed this season. But Providence has a number of weapons this year. little different team from last season, Noah Lovin. No, he had a tremendous offseason and has been prepping hard for the upcoming high school year. We'll see what Lovin and the Providence troops can do as they go to a battle at Brownstown coming up on Saturday night. That, to me, is the big signature game of the week. Uh, and again, with new coaches like Fonzo at Floyd Central and, of course, New Albany with a new coach, Coach Jones, this uh, week we'll find out uh, two opportunities to see this New Albany team. They play at Clarksville and then over the weekend play uh, Bloomington South um, there at home to begin the season. Should be an interesting game there uh, to find out what uh, some of these new coaches are about. Excuse me, the Clarksville game for New Albany's at home. Bloomington South is on the road on Saturday. So all way, every game is interesting to start the season. I mean, uh, you, you don't know about some new coaches. You don't know about players and how they've developed in the offseason. And, of course, the, the other game of interest or team I should say of interest is Jeffersonville I think they are going to be the team in the area I think the Red Devils have an opportunity to do some very special things this year and I, I like the scheduling by some of our local guys because Jeff opens up Saturday at Indianapolis Cathedral who has become a consistent powerhouse in 4A basketball so we'll find out a lot more about the Devils as they head into this game at Indianapolis Cathedral. You know, last year, Jeff was 13-9, and nine, 
and uh, lost in game one at home to Cathedral. 95-45 to was the final score. I think this Jeffersonville team will be much more ready for a good Cathedral team, and I don't think it's obviously Cathedral that has some of the, I think they had four or five Division One guys or big-time college prospects that played, that went on to commit to Division One at least Division Two schools on that team from last season. But uh, that's a huge matchup for Jeffersonville as they get ready to tip off this season as well. So it's here, Thanksgiving week week uh, college basketball's biggest week of the season girls basketball at the high school level rolling along and now we get some interesting boys games to start the week it's the holidays here it's great it's a wonderful time for basketball and a great time to be with you each day here on this show that's our headlines for this monday edition of the program thornton's text line is open 502-414-1450 again 502-414-1450 couple additional text on the thornton's text line as we get to break uh texter says Indiana's guards are going to have to try to score more. It's almost like they are lost, not even attempting to score. There was a great portion of that game yesterday, Texter, and I agree with you, a great portion of that game, if not the entire game, where you wonder, where is the backcourt even at? Uh, what's even going on here? So other texter says uh, on the Thornton's text line, I am old school, but I still believe the coach or the bench, excuse me, is a great motivator. Since Crean, we have not been able to shoot and defend the three and free throws have been under par. Thank you, texter, for the message in advance of Indiana and Louisville coming up a little bit later this afternoon from the uh, Madison Square Garden in New York City. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with more on IU. We'll talk more about the dismal performance yesterday against Connecticut and we'll preview IU and Louisville coming up. Still ahead as well, Chad Gilbert, Charlestown Athletic Director, IHSA Executive Board Member. He joins us in the opening week of games for the high school boys basketball season. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill me to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Monday edition of the show. Thornton's text line open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Another text on the Thornton's text line. Texter says, it looks too much like IU teams of recent ugly of our recent ugly past so uh, yeah it's uh, it's not pretty that's for sure thanks for all the text today here on the Thornton's text line you can sound off as well or if you have a question or comment on this Indiana team as we uh, think about 
Indiana Louisville coming up a little bit later today. Uh, send it in to us, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. It's the Thornton's text line here each day on the show. And uh, for the game today, I know it's during the day, so a lot of people might still be at work or be out and about. Uh, it is on ESPNU, 4.30 tip-off from New York City. But pregame coverage with Don Fisher and crew begins here on the Big X at uh, 3.30, right around 3.30 today with uh, tip-off in that contest coming up at 4.30. I mentioned this earlier, great day of basketball. Um, obviously, Indiana's the focus. I love watching the Big Ten like a lot of you guys, but if things play out right, there well, even today, the way the bracket's set, there should be some great games in Maui, but if things play out right, uh, there should be some great games the next few days, and uh, we'll find out how good this Purdue team is. I was reading a couple things where uh, they're predicted by a few of these analysts to maybe have a chance to win the Maui Invitational, so obviously a lot of focus on Zach Eady and the Bowling makers so far this season they are number two in the country and a potential for a number one and number two matchup in the championship game if both Kansas and Purdue uh, can get to the championship game I'm also I've not seen Kansas this year so I'm interested to see them one other college basketball note we'll get back into Indiana in just a second really uh, interested at seeing uh, what Arizona is I know they're out west I know they're not at least uh, as of now part of the new Big Ten conference but they had that big win at Duke what was it last Friday night a week go Friday, uh, moved up to number one in some of the uh, college polls. I think CBS Sports has them at number one, but uh, going to be interesting to see what they're like this season as well and if they are for real. You go to Cameron Indoor and win a game, that's obviously something to speak of also. Another headline I left off in the first segment, some good news out of the weekend for IU uh, sports fans. The IU men's soccer team advanced to the second round or the round of 16 on Sunday night. They had an extra time victory uh, to uh, win over Wake Forest in a five-goal thriller. So IU's soccer season uh, continues to be a program, I should say, continues to be uh, at a high level, uh, somebody you can count on to find success uh, basically each and every year. More on IU yesterday. I know we talked about this, but uh, IU struggles on the glass as far as rebounding uh, just Hard to understand, hard to figure out, given some of the size of the IU interior players. UConn had 15 offensive rebounds and outscored Indiana 16 to nothing in second chance points uh, in the game yesterday. Uh, UConn absolutely just destroyed IU in the rebounding category. The only player that has, I think, at all held his own or come close to holding his own in the rebounding category is Kellel Ware. Uh, everybody else has been very, very much below average. And then the one good point from yesterday's game, it was good to see Malik Renu have such uh, a big day. Uh, he led the way offensively for Indiana, 18 points, 7 of 9 from the field. He had three block shots. He did foul out and logging only 27 minutes of play. Uh, through the four games so far this season, uh, Renew is 25 for 37 from two-point range for 
3.6%. Definitely seems to be better this season when it comes to footwork and just maybe just being comfortable in there, making some big moves, getting the ball down low in pressure for Indiana. So he is a bright spot. Where is a bright spot? Mbako is the big disappointment so far. I use backcourt in general. Uh, has been a big disappointment so far. Xavier Johnson, I know he's battled a few things this season and battled foul problems yesterday and early in the game kept him out for a great portion of things yesterday. But he's got to be in there. He's got to be facilitating. The IU backcourt has to be much more active, and uh, there's just no threat of outside shooting right now. It's just it's easy to defend Indiana. It's easy to figure out, at least in the first few games this year, what they're going to do or what they're not capable of doing. So uh, for uh, Indiana today against Louisville, obviously it's a, it's a Louisville team that uh, if you would have asked me a few days ago, I would have think Indiana, even despite their struggles, was a pretty decent favorite in the game today. But that has changed with how Louisville played yesterday. It makes you wonder what's going on with Louisville basketball and if they are beginning to figure it out, if they're beginning to buy in. They, too, have talent on the roster. But uh, do they have? Uh, can they put it together? And so today is a, a desperate battle of teams that need a big victory on their resume and just in the win column in general. Um, somebody's going to go home very disappointed after going 0-2 in New York City. And uh, we'll see if Louisville is made big strides or if yesterday was kind of a, an outlier, but uh, a tough one for Indiana potentially today. I think if Louisville plays the way they did yesterday, they're very capable of beating Indiana in the uh, afternoon game here against the Hoosiers. So uh, lots of thoughts out there on IU basketball, lots of negativity out there on IU basketball. I see a text on the text line. It says Texas yesterday shot two of 17 uh, from three, from three point range yesterday and still won. If Indiana shoots better than 11% from three, they should be okay. Not sure how Louisville responds after that kind of a loss. That, that is true. I guess, I mean, I'm not a Louisville fan. I haven't followed every single movement over there, but uh, golly, you, you, you go to Madison Square Garden and you come within one point of a top 20 team. To me, there's a lot of positives to take away. Yeah, I know how do you respond from a loss anytime, or especially a loss that basically is a last-second type scenario. But I think that uh, it was much better of a result from Louisville, much better of a performance than what I thought, what I think a lot of their fans thought, uh, to be quite honest. It, it was a Louisville team that I think played their best game in some time. So we'll see how that translates over uh, translates over to the game against Indiana coming up a little bit later today. I mentioned high school basketball starts this week. We also have state championship games in football this week. I was looking at those results over the weekend. Obviously, no local teams, so the interest there has waned some, but Indianapolis Lutheran continuing to move along into the state championship round of things. Lutheran now 12-0 and on the season. They're the team that knocked out Providence. They'll take on undefeated as well, Adam Central, who is 14-0 in the 1A state championship game. So we'll see if Lutheran, the team who eliminated a very tough Providence team this season, is able to go on and win the 1A state championship. You've also got uh, on Friday the 3A game, Bishop Chittard against Heritage Hills. 
Jatard 14 and 0, Heritage Hills 13 and 1. Uh, someone asked me, did Heritage Hills have all their players for the scrimmage game against New Albany on Saturday? I don't know what their crossover is on football to basketball. I've got to believe there's some. I know that Trent Sisley did play a good portion of the scrimmage against New Albany on Saturday night, but I would believe Heritage Hills definitely missing some players on Saturday. The 5A championship game also set for Friday night, 7 o'clock. Fort Wayne Snyder at 12 and 1. They will take on Decatur Central, who's 11 and 2. On Saturday, you get the 2A, 4A, and 6A games. Uh, 2A is Fort Wayne Bishop Lures against North Posey. 4A is Northwood against East Central, who's 14 and 0. East Central out of the same sectional with Silver Creek. They have knocked out Silver Creek a few times in recent years. Boy, what a, a leader they are in 4A football in our state. What a program East Central is. And you think about some of the pretty good Silver Creek teams that have lost to East Central in the sectional. Uh, golly, it's easy to see. This is a team that year in and year out is headed to a state championship appearance. The uh, high school season will conclude on Saturday night at 7 o'clock. It's Crown Point at 13-0 and 0 from way up in the region. They'll take on Indianapolis Ben Davis, who is 12-1 and 1 and won a thriller in overtime over Center Grove in the semi-state game last week uh, to make a state championship appearance. So there is nobody even close, I guess mileage-wise. No Evansville schools, so Heritage Hills probably the closest if you look at mileage. East Central might be the same or just a little more than Heritage Hills, but they are our two closest South representatives in high school football state championship games this week. It's uh, just not a lot of success deep into the tournament year in and year out from this area. It's rare that we have someone in the semi-state, New Albany, a few years ago with kind of that breakthrough crazy finish to the season where they at least got to the semi-state before getting dismantled by Indianapolis Cathedral. But normally it just doesn't happen. So 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Again, 502-414-1450. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Chad Gilbert. Chad is the AD at Charlestown High School, IHSA executive board member. We'll talk local sports and the start of boys high school basketball this week. As far as games go in the area, there's a handful of games tonight. More games Tuesday, a few on Wednesday, and then this weekend you get, uh, especially on Saturday, a number of big games across the state. We'll discuss all of that more with Chad. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. All right, we're back here on this Monday program. Uh, Chad Gilbert is supposed to join us in this segment. Hopefully we've got that uh, phone call issue worked out. Chad, are you with us? I'm with you. All right, uh, big week, Thanksgiving. I know it's one of your favorite holidays and basketball season. The college season is just loaded with games this week and then high school boys basketball underway as well. I can't think of a better week to be a basketball person here in southern Indiana. Matt, it's feast week. You know what that means? Lots of good games and lots of good food. We've got we've got the snack cupboard uh, fully stocked at the Gilbert household. Matt, you need to come over and watch a game. We're excited about all the different games that started yesterday, running all the way through, and then uh, 
Our Pirates, our girls team, play a doubleheader at New Washington tomorrow night with our boys. And our boys are at South Central Wednesday. Lots of stuff going on here. It's a great time of year for a basketball fan, a great time of year to be around and enjoy your family. Chad, I had somebody on the text line ask me this for you specifically. Uh, This is about tickets this season. I believe it's up to schools locally, each school, what they want to charge and if they want to take cash, card, make you buy tickets online. It's only in the postseason when the IHSA dictates the prices and if you've got to use an app to buy tickets. Is that is that correct? That is correct. And typically how schools determine what they charge is based on what the IHSA charges for the sectional. So if the IHSA charges $6 for a sectional, typically schools charge $6 for a regular season game. If they charge $5, it's $5. $7, it'll gradually move up to that point. So that's essentially how most schools determine what their ticket prices are. The IHSA only does is with EventLink as one of the sponsors of the IHSA, they do uh, want to do EventLink as well as it being easier for schools to track during the sectional play. However, um, that is not something that's in play for regular season. Some schools do that, digital tickets, that's up to their schools. Others don't. We did it during COVID, got a lot of kickback. Um, our fans didn't like it, so we went back to paper tickets. I got you. So uh, I think uh, the digital ticket thing is still a sticking point for some local fans that get out and go to games. They like to know where they can get the cash ticket and where they've got to get an app or make other Well, tell them to come so, to Charlestown. We, we're all uh, paper tickets, and we'll gladly take their $6. <laughs> All right, Chad Gilbert with me here on this Monday show. Chad, uh, some fun games. The new Washington-Charlestown game is always a good pre-Thanksgiving rivalry. Um, and then, of course, this weekend we have some other interesting games as well. But when I look at the schedule this week, it's hard to find a bigger challenge game to start the year than Providence. The boys' team headed up to Brownstown. It's going to be a great environment there. We talked last week about the sellout crowds. They uh, basically already have guaranteed for this season. But Ryan Miller's ball club, they're going to open up with a real test. Oh, Absolutely. And what better way to see where you're at? You know, I know that uh, the game doesn't mean anything for conference standing, doesn't mean anything as far as anything else goes, but it is a gauge because – those two will lock horns again in the postseason, Matt. And to see where you start and to see where you finish, no better barometer than those two going at it. I think uh, both teams have beefed up their schedule this year. I think there's going to be a lot of challenges. And we look forward to watching that game on Saturday night. It'll be a sold-out crowd, as we know. Uh, tough to find parking at Brownstown, but it'll be a great atmosphere. And you, and you couldn't ask for a better game to start kick off the season Saturday night. Yeah, that's one of the big ones for sure. What else, Chad, will you be watching for this week? I know your focus will be on Charlestown and your programs there um, as you get those seasons rolling from a basketball, really a a full winter perspective. But uh, what are some things across the area you're interested to see here in the first week or so of the season? Well, you know, Matt, you want to see where teams are. Girls basketball, I think we're going to be about seven or eight games in at this point. If you look at girls, they're almost a third of the way finished with their season. And you think, man, that goes by quick. Well, you come back, you got December, and you come back with January, and the sectional starts in February. That's about right. So it's interesting to see where girls' teams are starting to land to shake out to see who's good, who's not, who's better than what you thought, who's not as good as what you thought. And then the the boys' season, it's just interesting. You kind of get to see who's wound up where, who's transferred here, who's transferred there, who's 
had that good kid in the JV who's grown four inches in the off season. So the first two weeks, you know, it can, you kind of get away. You can't get a way to see where teams are, where they're going to shake out, how much they've changed from last year. Some teams have gotten better from addition and subtraction. Some teams have gotten worse because they've lost their best players. So it's interesting to see where teams are. And as a coach, you're just trying to get better every day. You know, that 1%. You want the team to get 1% better every day. You want you as an individual, encourage your individuals to be 1% better every day. As a coach, you want to be 1% better every day. If you think about that, you have – Oh, roughly 100 practices a year once you count in shoot-arounds and games and such. If you do that, that means you've gotten 100% better than what you were, what you started. That doesn't guarantee you're going to win sectionals, win state championships, but it does guarantee you put yourself in the best position to be successful and win. Yeah, absolutely. Chad Gilbert with us here on this Monday edition of the show. Chad, we got to get into some college stuff with you. I know you'll be tracking all this stuff as closely as you can, but the Maui Invitational, my goodness, there should be some great games basically all afternoon and evening, late night today, and for the next few days, just some great games and some potential great matchups there. Wouldn't it be great, Matt, to go to one of those, you know, to Atlanta, to Maui, somewhere over Thanksgiving, you know, New York. You saw IU and UofL both playing up there. How sweet would that be to go to a game in Madison Square Garden? You know, follow that up with uh, possibly seeing the Macy Day Parade or something. That would be so cool, you know, to, to wrap that up as far as fans go. As far as players go, you know, you got to make sure that you don't get caught up in vacation. You know, you see this phrase listed all the time, we're on a business trip, we're on a business trip. Your mind has to be on the fo- uh, focused on we're out here to win these games because – so many of these games are resume builders come March that could be the difference between a one and a two seed, maybe between a five and a 12 seed, or between even getting into the tournament. So you really got to focus down on all the different stuff that's involved in it. I would think these teams probably have been out there two or three days now, able to practice, have a shoot around. They have a welcoming uh, ceremony to get everybody acclimated. But you really got to dive in. And as a coach, you really got to get the – and it's hard getting 18, 19, 20-year-olds to focus in on this stuff and say, hey, we're here. What our job is here is to win these basketball games and get better. So it puts us in a position to be at our very best to compete for a national championship coming in March. Chad, big one today, IU and Louisville coming up this afternoon. This one from New York City as part of the Empire Classic. Um, Louisville, I thought, played a great game yesterday. I know they probably should have won that game, uh, but they were not on a good path, and we'll see if they're able to stay on track here today against Indiana. The Hoosiers with plenty of struggles so far this season as well. Curious, your, your thoughts on that game today? Matt, that'll be something that it's it's big for both. You know, it's something I think it's a shot in the arm for Louisville fans just t- simply because they need a shot in the arm. They need something to be excited about. Indiana, I think you're in survival mode right now. You know, you're wanting to see where you're at. You're wanting to get off to a good start because, you know, the Big Ten's loaded. Um, and it's one of those deals where you have a little bit of expectations coming. Louisville, you know, that they've got to bounce back. I think we all know that um, we're not happy with the situation where Louisville's at right now, that people want them to bounce back and be better. For Indiana, I think there's a little bit of expectation there that this is a game that they feel they got to win. Louisville, I think it's a, a, a win that kind of springboards them and gets a little bit of excitement behind them. But Indiana, I think the pressure's on them to get a big win today. All right, Chad Gilbert with me on Mondays. Chad, have a great Thanksgiving. Always fun to start the week with you, especially this time of year. And uh, we'll catch up soon. 
Matt, real quick, a couple things. We will be hitting honey-baked ham and getting some ham and turkey here for the <laughs> snacks going on here, so we're excited about that. Look forward to seeing your mother down there. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. One sad note, I hope the listeners understand this. Uh, old friend, uh, old colleague, old coach, Jerry Jones, not doing well. Um, I'm, a, I'm having an opportunity to visit Coach Jones the next day or two. I hope everybody can keep him in his prayers, and if there's an opportunity that you can reach out or maybe, you know, send him a note, send something, uh, it's just that you're thinking about him. You know, Coach is one of the best ones to ever do it, Matt, and that's something that uh, he's not doing well. So we, we hope he, he, he can bounce back and uh, things can go better. All right, well, thank you for that update as well. Thoughts and prayers to Coach Jones for sure. Have a great Thanksgiving. Back with you Tuesday here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Thank you.